I mean, as long as you are working hard, I think that greatness will happen. Greatness is inevitable. What's up, everybody? It's Jack Flynn here, and this is the Pure World Podcast. On today's episode, we are going to go through a couple questions that you guys have actually submitted, and let's just get right into it. It's uh, basically the format is getting to know the Pure World founder. So, first question is tell us about Pure World. It's a pretty open ended question. Um, Pure World was started as a class project, believe it or not. And back when I started it, uh, I was I was running it with a bunch of other classmates, and I definitely didn't think that it was going to become the company that it is today. Uh, Pure World is a sustainable merchandise company, and that's our our root and. Our primary products are handcrafted in Nepal using organic hemp, but our products don't stop there and we don't want to stop there. We want to provide other really awesome products from all over the world from makers who are really awesome people. And we also want to support travel. And so that is something that we definitely think a lot about. And originally when I started the business, um, in my first couple of years, I really thought that it was going to actually become more of a software company. And so definitely have those ambitions someday to build out software to help people travel better. But right now we are selling really awesome sustainably sourced adventure gear. All right. Next question. Tell us about your job. I am the technically the CEO of Pure World, and what that means is CEO stands for Chief Executive Officer. And so, I mean, I think different CEOs do different things, and it really depends on what the team underneath the CEO is doing, and that, that determines what the CEO actually needs to do on a day-to-day basis. But for me, I spend a lot of time just checking to make sure that the whole organization is running smoothly. I I try to spend time checking in with all of the team members. We have uh, team members all across the world, including in the Philippines. Of course, our manufacturers are in Nepal, and we have our fulfillment partners out in Virginia. And so it's a lot of just touching bases with everybody to make sure all the operations are running smoothly. I also occasionally would do some customer service here and there, you know, check the email, make sure things are going well. Also, I, I'll dabble a little bit with our influencers and our affiliates and our creators and uh, just make sure that we're, we're still getting as many really awesome people through the door as possible. Another thing that I do regularly is uh, keep keep an eye on the inventory and also like plan out the products that we want to bring out in the future. Uh, I also look at our finances to make sure that 
you know, we're doing organizational things like paying our taxes, uh, just keeping our books so that when we can, when we look back, we can see, you know, the decisions that were made and how they impacted the organization moving forward. And so can't kind of analyzing where we came from and where we're going from a financial standpoint. And then, um, special projects, special projects all the time. I mean, this podcast to me is kind of a special project and, um, other special projects include we're doing this bag design contest. I mean, we're always doing giveaways and and a lot of what my role is, is coming up with these, uh, with these tasks and operations that I want to get completed, uh, building the blueprint for how to get those completed and then delegating that blueprint and that plan to other team members to basically multiply our impact. And so, for example, our giveaways, I was really hands-on for the first couple. And now I would like to have our other team members being more hands-on on running the giveaways so that I don't have to do that on a daily basis. And that's really what my job is, is having goals and then coming up with plans to try to accomplish them while taking as little time away for my day so that I can think of more things and just like continue to build. Okay. What did you want to become when you were young? Um, so I think it first started out as a professional snowboarder. You know, that was like when I was seven years old, I was really hoping to become a professional snowboarder. Definitely wanted to become then professional skateboarder. Um, I also had some dreams to become a professional soccer player. Um, and like I, I early in on high school, that was kind of when I was making my decisions of like, do I go and play for a really elite team and take my skills to the next level and play with competition that's like far greater than anything I've experienced? And if I had gone that route and played with a like a club, then... I probably would have played in college and then who knows thereafter, probably not gone, gone pro because I wasn't that great. But I was definitely thinking in the realm of like dreaming big. And so another thing was like I wanted to become like a rock star, have my own band or something like that. Um, but then in high school, I started to get a little bit like more um, career oriented. And the three options that I was really thinking about were becoming a lawyer, becoming an engineer, or becoming a businessman. And um, I chose business because I thought that business was the way that I could make the greatest impact in the shortest amount of time. Whether that's true or not, it's definitely debatable, but that was my reasoning to go to business school. All right, if you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be? I would have to say, uh, that's a good question. Um, one thing, what would it be? I mean, I think right now it would be cool if Pure World were something to be remembered by. And if people looking backwards in time uh, saw Pure World as a legacy and they were able to like, when, when you think of Pure World, you think of these values, these core beliefs that... Um, that are the intersection of pure, 
which is like organic and true to nature and like handmade and and um just like pure and then world where it's like cultural exchange and openness and friendships and um just like you know nature and and you know truly appreciating the environment around you i think those are two huge core concepts that are true to me and so to be remembered for that i think would be really nice okay most important lesson you've learned on the job or starting a brand the most important lesson i think i've learned from running a brand is probably that you cannot do it all yourself and that building a team and outsourcing or insourcing you know like having other people do the things that you want to get done so that you can free your time up to do more and that i talked about that a little bit earlier too but i really do think that that's something that i learned what's the biggest challenge you're facing in building a brand the biggest challenge that i'm facing right now is how to sustainably scale profitably and so what i want to be able to do is i want to be able to quadruple our revenue while simultaneously quadrupling or even more our profits i mean i would love to 10 times our profits while quadrupling our revenues and and that gets into some like you know deep thinking about how that's possible but really i think the challenge is like building out these revenue channels uh to be more profitable and then add more revenue channels so that we're making money from a bunch of different avenues in your opinion what is the most important personality trait or strength that someone would need in starting a brand i think uh patience is like one of the biggest traits because if you are trying to start a brand and you're expecting to reach success in the first year i mean likelihood it's not going to happen if you're expecting success in the first three months it's probably not going to happen you're going to get burnt out so it's really about patience and um and stamina and the ability to keep going and keep driving at that goal while still staying afloat personally and financially and so like if you have to pick up a job on the side or something to continue doing what you love and building your passion project i would recommend that and so i think patience and stamina is essential for building a brand what's your favorite productivity hack for entrepreneurs okay um i've been talking about this like this entire episode but really having a team and and being able to outsource tasks especially the tasks that are maybe mundane or you think um you know are are things that someone else could do and and basically what that does is it opens up the door for you to work on tasks that maybe are more difficult to find someone to do and and that means like it could be like based on skill level right so if you are the best photographer ever and you can't find somebody to take better photos than you then do the photos and then get somebody else to 
you know, manage your social media presence or the posting of the photos. But like you, you can get someone else to post the photos, but you can't get somebody to create and take the photos as good as yourself. So acknowledging your strengths and then getting other people to basically complete the tasks that you're weaker on or that are not as um, as as reliant on you being the one doing them. Why is it important to travel? Well, traveling literally opens up your mind to different cultures and different ways of living and people live in different styles all over the world. And so by opening your mind to these other possibilities, you are opening your heart to acceptance. And I think if you don't expose yourself to different cultures and different ways of living, then when you when you do come across something that's radically different than than yourself you you might not know how to react or you might not know um you you might not have practiced this this practice of accepting new and different things and so by traveling you're exposing yourself to new things and sometimes they're uncomfortable situations and by exposing yourself to those situations you become more uh, accepting of those situations and therefore just become a more accepting person altogether. What's your favorite travel destinations? I would have to say Puerto Escondido, Mexico. That's in the Oaxaca region. It's on the West Coast. It's beautiful. Really, really cool. Um, Japan. So I would say, yeah, Tokyo is so cool. Um, there's a lot of really cool places in Japan. I can't even list them all. I can barely pronounce them. But anyways, uh, and then... My third pick would have to be Mont Saint-Michel in France, which is this crazy castle that when the tides come up, it surrounds the castle. So it's like a castle. It's like an island with a castle on it. It's just a castle island. It's really, really cool. I would recommend it. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Hmm... I really, I'm, I'm kind of interested in Austin, Texas. I think there's a lot happening there, whether it's South by Southwest or the tech scene. Uh, com the comedy scene is really up and coming. The podcasting scene. I was joking to my friend the other day that I think Austin, Texas is going to become the podcast capital of the world. And I think that's facts. So I think if I were to pick somewhere to uproot and move to, would probably be Austin, Texas, and I'd hope to find some some spot by some water, like a lake or something like that. What do you think the world will look like in five years? That's a really deep question. Um, I'm super optimistic, so I will say that it's only going to become better. Um, I think this is all reliant on like who becomes president of the United States. I. You know, but honestly, that doesn't really matter that much. I think that we're going to have a lot more technical innovation. I think that AI will probably be really, really powerful and people will be using AI um, to supplement their work on a daily basis. And I think that's going to be really great for humanity, honestly, because like it's going to it's going to continue our productivity, but it's going to reduce our like personal stress. Um, cause we're going to have this new tool that is going to, I think be really, really useful and helpful in a lot of different capacities. 
Um, I think, uh, I think that in the next five years, America's relationship will met with Mexico will become much greater. Uh, and, and five years is a little bit of a short timeline, but I, I've been listening to people say like, just like podcasts where they're saying that like America's greatest trading ally and labor ally will become Mexico as we shift away from our reliance on China. And so I think that's a really interesting take. And so, yeah, I'd love, I'd love to see like America become more united and more bonded with Mexico because I think there's a lot of great opportunity there. I think that we're also going to see uh, manufacturing moving away from China and not only to Mexico, but also to the United States. And so I would hope that the United States is um, building out our industry and using our technical advantage like AI and robotics and stuff like that. I think robotics is a really another, a really interesting other advancement that we'll probably see in about five years. And I think um, anything from a restaurant that has has robotic chefs to make the pizzas, um, which you can already see in Cambridge, Massachusetts. It's like an MIT style. Um, uh, restaurant um, and I anything from robots like that to robots that can um, help you in the grocery store better or, or you know like and we're already seeing robots in the grocery store taking inventory and being able to like help people but I think that that idea is going to go much farther and then we also have this concept of um, internet of things and what that is is taking the internet um, connectivity and putting it into devices so that that the internet you can control devices remotely and so there we're already seeing it with like our refrigerator like you can buy a high-tech refrigerator where you use your phone to see a camera inside your refrigerator to see if you have you know like enough butter or enough milk or while you're at the grocery store like oh no i didn't check to see how many onions we have you can look inside your refrigerator and i think that model is going to be applied all different other spaces and we're already seeing it get applied to like thermostats and in doorknob cameras and stuff like that but i think like a microwave or a toaster oven um and light bulbs are my favorite. I personally have light bulbs like these. These back here are controlled from an app. So um, I think that'll be an interesting take. Anyways, I'm ranting on this, but a lot of cool things I think are, are going to happen in five years. And I'm staying optimistic about it for sure. What's a book you recommend? The 4-Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss. This book is what really taught me about um, outsourcing and delegating your work to free up your own time for things that you uh, enjoy more. And it also taught me about just like business in general and lifestyle in general. One of my favorite lessons from the 4-Hour Work Week is about um, the difference between retirement and like taking a, a mini retirement or w one thing that I learned from the book is that retirements aren't always the best end goal. So retirement means that in, in our everyday language, people think of retirement as the time for you to just stop, stop working in general and stop being productive. And in my opinion, I think, um, I never want to stop. I just want to maybe slow down or, or shift gears, you know? And so 
you can keep yourself energized by taking these mini retirements where maybe like after a year or two of working, you take a three to six month sabbatical and you take time off and you go learn how to salsa in Argentina or something like that. And uh, you just shift your gears a little bit and it keeps your mind fresh and it keeps you rejuvenated so that you can continue to be a productive member of the world. What are three other podcasts you'd recommend to my audience and why? Um, all right. Podcasts, Joe Rogan experience, my favorite podcast for sure. There is another, Oh, Gary V the Gary V experience. I listen to him all the time and also how I built this. Okay. So for those three podcasts, the Joe Rogan experience is really interesting because Joe Rogan is, um, a super multifaceted person. He's a comedian. He's also uh, in the MMA fighting world. And um, just like a general like outdoor enthusiast. And I think as a, as having like a, a masculine um, role model, he's actually a really great role model. Uh, the Gary V experience is all about digital marketing. And so I get that going as I'm on my way home from the gym, starting to gear up for the work day. Uh, and then how I built this is, is an NPR podcast by Guy Raz. And basically that takes you through the origin stories of really awesome companies. And so it's super inspirational to hear how crazy companies like Dell computers got started. And, um, and the stories are like from, from people working in their garages, they're always like working in their garage or their basements. And then they go and they build this massive company. And, uh, that is inspirational to me because it shows me that what I'm going through and building my business is, uh, not unlike the other people who have been trying to build their businesses and that just, you know, it's going to be hard times, but if you persevere, I mean, as long as you are working hard, I think that greatness will happen. Greatness is inevitable. What's one question you'd wished I asked you and how would you have answered? Huh. I wish you, you asked me the question, um, about my college experience because my college experience was really interesting. I went to Babson college and it was a super international school with a lot of really, really wealthy students. And I was probably one of the least wealthy. I can't, I, you know, I went to a public high school in a, in a really, really small city in Massachusetts. Um, and I got to meet people and interact with people who were from a complete different class of society uh, from all over the world, too. And so that really opened my eyes up to the potential of, you know, becoming wealthy and um, what that means. And then I also learned that it's possible to take your dreams and turn them into a reality using just a little bit of elbow grease and work. And so it was, it was really formative for me for sure. What's your favorite pure world bag? Uh, Yellowstone. I remember sitting in my room at like 1am and Michaela was there and we were designing bags and we designed the Yellowstone bag and it was a hit. And it was, yeah, uh, I mean, I remember just like really hand designing that thing. And then seeing the success was like, it was a great feeling because 
it's just an example of like trust our gut trust your gut and and design the thing that you want and if if you just trust yourself people will follow where can people get to know you or see more of you? You can follow me on Instagram at Jack Flynn. That's Jack Flynn with one N. You can also follow my new Instagram account called Digital Sunflower. So go connect with me there. You can also check us out on YouTube at, you know, if you're not watching this already on YouTube, it's the pure world TV, pure world podcast. I interview a lot of really awesome people. So yeah. Thanks for listening or watching and have a great day.